Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, a daily rundown of all things Vice. It's Wednesday, December 13th. I'm Chris Hurdy. Today we're talking about scientists' search for a gay gene and whether the potential risks outweigh the benefits. But first, the headlines. On Monday, French President Emmanuel Macron awarded 13 U.S. climate scientists millions of euro in grants and a chance to continue their research in France for the remainder of Donald Trump's term. These so-called, quote, make our planet great again grants are designed to offset the damage caused by Trump's climate change denying administration, which announced its withdrawal from the landmark 2015 Paris Accord earlier this year. And through crowdsourced fundraising, neo-Nazi Christopher Cantwell was able to post bail last week after being charged for his role in the violent, torchlit march on the University of Virginia campus in August. White nationalists, white supremacists, and neo-Nazis have increasingly turned to online crowdfunding platforms to move money around, organize rallies, and post bail for their allies. And now, here's the news you won't get anywhere else. Scientists have been searching for genetic markers of sexual orientation for decades. To date, a so-called gay gene has been elusive, but in a new study out last week in the journal Scientific Reports, researchers have honed in on two specific genes that could potentially play a role in the development of sexual orientation. Writer Justin Laymiller wrote an article on the topic. Here's Tonic News editor Susan Rincuna speaking with Vice's Ankita Rao about the piece. This isn't the first time scientists have tried to identify genetic markers of sexual orientation. But what did they find in this report? For this report, they had about 1,100 gay men and 1,200 straight men have their genomes scanned. And the researchers were looking for differences that might correlate with the differences in sexual orientation. And they found two genes that did, in fact, correlate. Um, One of them was on chromosome 13 and one of them was on chromosome 14. And they think that these genes could in fact have something to do with sexual orientation because they are also markers of other differences seen between gay men and straight men. For instance, the gene that they found on chromosome 14 is expressed in the thyroid. And doctors have known that gay men are more likely to have thyroid conditions such as Graves' disease. So that was signifying to the researchers that they may be onto something here with um, scanning the genome. This is pretty preliminary research and the sample size isn't huge. How skeptical should we be that these genetic markers are actually something to take seriously? Even the researchers themselves said that the results here are speculative. Um, You know, about 1,100 and 1,200, that's 2,300. Sample size sounds pretty large, but they said that for a genetic analysis, it's really only a moderate size. Also, they were only men of European descent. um, And also, there were no women. Um, That's a whole other 
topics, studying the genetic basis for sexuality in women. But um, even the researchers acknowledged these limitations and said, hold on, we think we may have found something, but let's not jump to conclusions saying if you have these two genes, it automatically means you'll be gay. Most researchers say that sexual orientation itself is on a spectrum and not necessarily a black and white thing. So obviously this is a fraught topic when it shows up in genetics. How did even that definition of sexual orientation play into this study? So the people in this study self-identified as either gay men or straight men. And we know from lots of other research that how people report things themselves isn't necessarily 100% reliable. But then there is also the issue of people who may not be just plain gay or straight. Maybe they're bisexual. Maybe they're maybe they have sex with men, but they wouldn't identify themselves as gay, that sort of thing. So it's it's a little hard to say that these genes are distinctly associated specifically with being someone who identifies as a gay man. Um, And as the writer mentioned in the piece, there are multiple, quote unquote, types of homosexuality, and there may be um, distinct biological pathways for each of those. So really, we don't know enough yet um, to say that these genes are, are involved. From a scientific perspective, I can see why we would be so curious about this. But I also wonder about the social implications of connecting certain genetic markers with sexuality. And this is something we discussed at Tonic before even assigning the piece. You know, should we should we cover this? It was it was an interesting topic of conversation to say, well, what's the point of saying, great, maybe they found some genes that are tied to sexual orientation. And who does that help? So to your point, scientists are interested in this stuff. And some people do say that having more evidence of a genetic basis for sexual orientation could actually help fight against the argument um, of conversion therapy because it's not going to work if it's embedded in someone's DNA. So, you know, the Mike Pence's of the world who believe in that sort of terrible thing. But then there's the other side that says, well, doesn't this seem a little bit like pathologizing people who are homosexual? You know, are, is this going to lead us down a slippery slope of well, now that we know which genes are linked to homosexuality, can we edit them out? You know, these designer babies, CRISPR, all these technologies that um, you're hearing more about in terms of um, editing people's DNA, it's, it seems a little bit of a scary prospect. We also look at genes as these sort of, if we have them, then they're going to express themselves a certain way. But of course, there's this whole world of epigenetics and how the environment influences how genes are even expressed. How does that play into this report? Well, that's that's the other thing, too, that in the piece it mentions, just because somebody has one of these genes doesn't necessarily mean that either A, that they're going to be gay or that that specific gene is the cause of being gay if they are. Like you said, there's so many factors involved. That's like the nature versus nurture debate. You know, you could have certain genes, but if your environment doesn't contain certain things that would make them express, then they're not going to change, you know, factors of your brain and and personality, that kind of thing. So um, The writer says, you know, two people could carry the same gene, but the gene could express itself in different ways in each person. The author also talks about how these kind of studies impact fertility. 
what should we look at when we think about future generations? So, yeah, this is pretty interesting. The piece mentions that gay men's female relatives on their mother's side tend to have more kids than straight men's female relatives on their mother's side, which suggests that male homosexuality could be somehow related to female fertility. So like women who have uh, a lot of kids, they might tend to have a kid who is a gay man. Um, You know, if there are genetic traits that code for male homosexuality, it means that there could be reproductive benefits for women who carry those genes. Now, I'm not sure if people are looking into this kind of thing. Like, why are we studying the gay gene? I'm not sure if people are looking into this because they want to find the genetic basis for sexual orientation and or they're also interested in what genes make women more fertile than other women. Some, something to, to look out for in the future. And, and Tonic will definitely be keeping up with more studies that come out on this topic. To read the full article, go to tonic.vice.com. All right, that's it for now. Thanks for listening. For more news and culture, check out vice.com and tune in again tomorrow for another Vice Guide to Right Now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.